Oh, God. Oh, my God. Your face. You know what? Because you weren't in there either. And I was looking at you. I'm here. I'm there. I'm no fucking way. What I've got for us tonight is what two people who work full-time jobs give each other when they're scheduled to meet each other now. every single week. God bless you for making me a curry last week because uh, I, I can't say I've done the same. All I can say is that we had a really, really good time with that room and sandwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now, I'm not gonna give you room and sandwich. Oh, yeah. You like the sandwich? Yeah. You like the... I've never made this before, by the way. Oh, great. So, We've just hit the tip of the iceberg with the sandwiches, okay? Yeah. And there's another classic sandwich we haven't had, oh, okay. which of course is the tuna melt. Ooh. Which is not as easy as it sounds. It's, no. so much more. it's not just tuna in a sandwich and toast. Are you mad? It's much more than that, as I will explain. It's gonna be crisps and hummus soon. <laughs> That's what it's gonna get A tuna melt, I'm gonna be honest with you, James, I've never made this before. I mean, just judging by, regardless of what made it into this little mini edit I tend to do of the food yeah, sure. together, you panicked, you panicked. I did, I did panic. <laughs> and then towards the end you said, Oh God, <laughs> no, it's gone well. Try not, I think it's never good to like do the performance without rehearsal and uh, I did that and I tasted some of it halfway through and yeah, here George, we are. George, we can't, we can't be pretending like we are Sh trained in the culinary arts, yeah, like we're I chefs. How people are gonna know? I, 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 it was this only thing like a few weeks in, I'm like, I have sort of started a food podcast. <laughs> and I do have to now really think like, what looks good and what doesn't. I mean, I think this looks great and you it know, looks great to shoot. I, I, I haven't tasted it if yet. If the cameras weren't here, I wouldn't feel embarrassed. I just, I, I don't know, I'm just like, you know, if my friend's coming over oh, and, and, slap and, and a guy the friend, just, you know, <laughs> slap on, we'd be on the sofa. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be wearing any trousers, no. not because of that, but just, just because like more relaxed. Thing but okay, we've just dressed it up a little okay, bit. Wait, before you do, I, I have a confession, right? You don't like I you. hate mayonnaise, but I have a series of exceptions where mayonnaise can be consumed by James. Oh, and you are very lucky to have fallen within the mayonnaise criteria, which is to have mayonnaise incorporated into other food. You are so lucky because yeah. I, I mean, listeners and viewers, I... I gave it a lot of mayonnaise. I was, was and James was just watching me go, I think that's enough. And I was like, no, it needs to gel more. It needs to gel to more. It. I still don't think it had enough, but now I know why. No, no. So I, I don't like mayonnaise in a sandwich where it's just slapped onto the side of the bread. Right. I find it disgusting. I think I've been put off by the service station class of sandwich Ooh. that just yeah. after a while, I'm Ooh. like, this is, dis this is disgusting. I can't have it anymore. Uh, but when mayonnaise is used in, is used in cooking, Yes. I, I can tolerate it. And this, where you've incorporated it, seasoned it with, I'm saying this now, it could be awful. Yeah. <laughs> you've seasoned it, it and put it together as part of a thing. I'm very much into this and I'm going to give it a go. All right. So we're going to try. I'm actually, you know what? Uh, I will explain what's in it. Just, oh, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. sorry. <laughs> Please explain this what this is. This tuna melt has tuna, which is no shit. <laughs> <laughs> this tuna melt has tuna. Uh, red Leicester cheese, which I've gone for because of the coloration. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got mayonnaise. It's got paprika. It's got chili. It's got lemon juice. It's got parsley. It's got chopped spring onions. It's been buttered on both sides. It's got lovely Italian toasting bread and served with a side of crinkle cut crisps as you would find in your average diet. Expertly toasted by the patent pending pulp kitchen <laughs> toasty maker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a retort for that. I mean, it really is. It really is our third third member Check of the team. Check out our merch store. We'll have one out soon. Great. I'm going to go for it. Aprons. 
That's aprons. You don't have to put this in, but aprons, aprons t-shirts, yeah. mit- mittens, pulp and <laughs> ketchup, <laughs> salt, and, salt and pepper shake. <laughs> no, no, an apron with like, I'm with pulp, I'm with ketchup. Merchandising, James. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go for it. Okay. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> How bad is it? I like that. Really? No bullshit. I like that. Grease is the taste, is what I'm thinking. It's an odd thing to have for dinner. This That's isn't a proper. Oh, James, this isn't a proper dinner. No. This is a snack. This is a best of starter. It's like a really fancy thing you make late at night when you're hungry. Yeah. That's nice. I see what you mean. I think you could do with. Well, I'm getting the spice, literally. George texted me earlier. He was like, Have you got paprika? And I was like, Yeah, I think so. He's like, You got chili flakes? And I was like, yeah, I was like, you've got mayonnaise. And I was like, yeah, but what are you going to do to me? Uh, you <laughs> uh, little, here you are. I like that. Okay, I sure. I think that's tasty. I'm, think, I'm thinking I'm missing some tartness. Either a vinaigrette could have gone in well in vinaigrette there. Vinaigrette would have been good. Or, um, you know, when, when we had the Reuben, we had that sharpness of the Russian dressing. And I'm thinking with this, maybe yeah, a slightly, more, really slightly more mustardy tones might have helped. But, you know, if you wanted a hot, toasty sandwich, you've got your cheese, you've definitely got your grease, and you've got your crunch. I mean... There. Oh, it's got sweet corn in it as well. I forgot to mention that, if that's irrelevant. If that's relevant. My best friend loves a tuna melt. I see a tuna melt, I think of my friend, because it's just what, what he gets. So it's what you tried it, because George tried it in the kitchen. He was like, oh no, Jay, it's no good. I, 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 I feel like, what, what, I think it's you... less than the sum of its parts. For all the flavors that I put in there, I don't know if I needed more onion, more lemon or something. But really, again, it's my fault for not, um, it's my fault for not testing it beforehand. Tomato, would that have been nice in there? I want you to consult an entire team of chefs before you come in here. So this week, George and I once again went to go see the big movie of the week, or last week really, because that's when it came out. But we went to go and see June. On Saturday, we went to go find the biggest IMAX Mm -hmm. cinema we could at the BFI and IMAX. We had a whole plan to do kind of what we did for No Time to Die, which was turn up like a good 45 minutes to an hour early, sit down, talk about, you know, where we were coming into this. And it was just torrential rain, the heavens open. George calls me up, he's like, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to do a pre. I'm going to meet you basically going into the cinema. Scrap the plans for the pre. We're a mess. We go in, we see the film, we come out. It's a little bit gray and hazy. It kind of starts to rain, but I'm also a bit of a mess this week. I had brought the camera. I didn't bring the right cable to connect my microphone that would split two audio things into the cable. <laughs> so then I go, okay, well, I'll just use this extra microphone I stick on the top of my camera to pick, get pretty clean sound. Yeah. Obviously, I set it up, but I don't actually put that cable in to record <laughs> the audio, and that's after I realized we've recorded our thoughts. So we did record our raw impressions of the movie June. Um, I'm sorry for there's a little bit of wind noise. It also sounds a little bit like there's a swarm of bees feasting on a carcass somewhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if for some reason you haven't been paying attention to this movie, this is June. It's uh, based on the novel written by Frank Herbert. I'm not sure. It's based on a novel by written someone called Frank something. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who uh, most recently has directed Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. Sicario. Prisoners, Sicario. Um, this film stars Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, Jason Momoa. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. I've done quite well. Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Yes. Nice. 
got there. Uh, yes, yeah, so if we mention any of those, that's who we're talking about. Uh, this film was shot on IMAX. I'm so glad we did nice. see it on IMAX, but we'll get into the review. So here we go. You're about to hear. Wait, no, I'm going to no. say something else for you guys. Go for it. Here's the gist. Oh, yeah. It's the set. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a space epic set yes. in uh, the year is like 1,970, 10,971. No, 10, um, it's it the last jewel. <laughs> how to summarize this film succinctly? Essentially, you live. Um, it's set in a, uh, a universe where there are great houses that rule across the galaxy. It's a kind of and Game of Thrones in space vibe. Yeah, to it, sure. Almost. So House Atreides is our hero's house, where Timothy Chalamet is the son, Oscar Isaac is the is the you know the main figure. They are tasked by the Emperor to uh, consort and um, rule over Arrakis, this planet, this desert planet, which has a very valuable content called spice. Um, it used to be occupied by the Harkadans. Um, and they are brutal people, but they disappeared. They left the planet, and there's intrigue and there's mystery. Q, lots of shots of space, lots of huge Hans bits of score, yeah, and lots of bits of machinery and grunting and groaning. Anyway, it's space, it's sci-fi, it's Dune. You go big. We went big. Went to the IMAX. Here's what we thought. Okay, so George, we just came out yeah. for the screening of Dune. We're back on our geography school trip yeah. close. We <laughs> thankfully found a time where it's not pouring with rain. We just went to go see Dune. George, your raw thoughts, what do you think? Okay, well, I had a really stressful journey getting here. Like, really, really stressful. And it was late. I you were meant say, to do pre-thoughts. I think one of, the big, one of the biggest compliments to the film I can say is I really do feel like I've been somewhere else. I really do feel like I've been in another universe and another place, which is great. <laughs> it is spitting it's with about rain. To um, but I... I really visually so striking as well with all the Denis Villeneuve's films. I thought when I was watching it, I was like, this is a bit like Blade Runner 2049. It's quite heavy, quite dense. You can some, see the DNA in that so yeah, much. But like that heavy density, I'm like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it doesn't work for me. So, but on the whole, I was like, Jesus. And then also, I was like, I feel like I've watched the first half of the series, actually. There was a definite moment when I was watching it and I was like, and that would be the end of episode one. And that would be the end of episode two. So I think I've watched like three episodes. Do you think it worked as a film? I think I think for the most part, yeah. I think the third act is kind of actually uh, climactically uh, maybe slightly unbalanced with the way it ends, particularly with the events in the middle, but there are some really striking moments in there. And there's one particular moment of a, of a confrontation, which I'll be able to talk more about I think later on that I found like, oh God, yeah, this is really terrifying. Oh God, yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah. So you know what? Um, I'm, I'm good, this is a lot to stew on. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I think we've seen something re really new and I felt like it was building like a new visual like mythology. I need to stew on that one. I think I really agree. That was definitely a really intense experience that I overall enjoyed. I totally think that I saw so many really cool things I've never seen before, yeah. or at least done in that way, or presented in that way. We are talking about like a visual language that feels mm. new and yeah. fresh. Yeah. Still very much saw the DNA of Denny Villeneuve, yeah. Gabriel in 2049. Yeah. But having gone in with uh, no expectations for, well, I'd heard, I'd heard good things, but no expectations of what I thought Dune was. Hadn't read the book, hadn't looked into yeah. what the plot was. Really enjoyed just taking in this brand new world with yeah. eyes wide open. We saw it in the biggest screen we could find yeah. in IMAX. Yeah. I'm so glad we did. Yeah. There are a couple of jaw drop moments where I was totally. like, I've not seen anything like that before. Um, you want every inch of your eyeballs to be immersed in this world. That's what the IMAX gives you. You'll definitely finish this going, okay, so that's definitely part one of a story. You can't you can't ignore yeah. the fact yeah. that that is a, a full stop midway through a story. If I'm thinking about the other films I've seen, which have 
done that kind of hard stop. I think about the first time I went to go see Lord of the Rings, I where it just that. fades out, and you're yeah. like, okay, well, clearly this okay, there's is another, going there's on. another adventure. Happening. So it almost feels like I have a hard take on how good is June. I feel like I do want to see the second part and go, how does yeah. the story end? What does it yeah. go? So my main thought is like, really impressed. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. I think it was impressive. You definitely had its clear identity, clear yeah. vision of what it wanted to do. I think there's no moment in there where I thought, oh, that reminds me of something else. That, you know, it clearly wanted to strike out on its own. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to stick with me a while. But it's, you know, it, it's a very heavy, immersive experience. It's you know, it, 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 it puts you down, puts you under. Really great performances. Again, like the striking imagery, I thought Timothy Chalamet was good, maybe a little bit pouty if I was to criticise Oscar Isaac. The thing is about Timothy Chalamet is that he is meant to be playing like the sort of kind of slightly brattish, slightly like moody teenage. 15 years old. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't, well they, don't, they don't say that in the film, so I don't have no. to believe that. But he's sure. going to be that sort of like adolescent, angsty, you know, young, coming of age kind of person. And he kind of has that persona going into it. So the fact he's kind of, you know, a little bit... I, I don't know, it kind of worked a little bit. I mean, I don't know where, how you get Timothy Chalamet's face from Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson. Perfect <laughs> yeah. shot, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think on the whole, Oscar Isaac always thought, all the, it, it was all the, all the cast is on being rained on. <laughs> being rained on. <laughs> yeah, um, those are all thoughts. Those are all thoughts. Glad we saw it at the IMAX. Yeah, oh God. Go the weather is forcing us away. It's the dustiest film you'll ever see. It's like they just emptied a hoover just after I was saying I got it. thirsty watching it. Yeah. It's the, the whole thing about how the, the, the water will be sapped from you by the environment oh, they're God. in. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, I'm going to digest on it though. Yeah. It's big. It's kind of give, it might, it's kind of made my head ring a little bit. So going back to future George and James who've had a few days yeah. to think about what they really think. Tell us what you think, guys. These were the raw opinions. Back to the studio. <laughs> Thank you very much, past James and George, for yes. handing it over to future George, James and George, or present now, <laughs> time. Um, so yeah, George, it's been three days yep. since you saw it. Um, how do you feel now? What, what are your, you've had a chance to sit on it mm. and really think about what, what, how, whether or not this film worked. Okay, I think what you hear in that clip first is us really grappling with what we've seen because you know, to digest that film takes a good amount of time, which yeah. is good while we're giving this reaction now. I think I actually have slightly mixed views of Dune. I think on the whole, it's positive. But yeah. I, I am actually, it almost seems churlish not to be positive because there is such an overwhelming grandeur and scale to this film that I respect and admire and love. But I think when watching it and going into it and experiencing it, I thought what I'm seeing is an A, like an A plus film. And I think actually what it is is more of like a B plus film. And and what I think it is, is that despite its huge grandeur and its scale and its design, I think it's all slightly undone narratively by the fact that this film does not cohesively, um, so satisfyingly um, conclude itself for it to function as its own film. And what I found is that when people said to me, what did you think of Dune? I think I've actually feel like I've only seen half a film because mm. it is half a story. And it seems such a shame for, Very much for, so. for a, a film that's over two and a half hours long and it's so big that you feel like it's only covered a little bit of ground. Now, I know it's based on a hugely dense book and you've got to cover it. And, I'm, and believe me, I actually really appreciate We've both not read the book as well. We've both not read the book, but I, I appreciate it. I'm not saying they should have rushed it or fitted any, you know, shoved any more in. I really respected the fact and felt that Denis Villeneuve was grabbing the audience by the hand and saying, look, this is different, this is new, this is not based on IP you're familiar with, yeah. but trust me, go with this, I'm gonna give you all I can. And I really felt that and I really appreciated it. It's just that in 
it doesn't conclude in a satisfying enough way. Mm. I, I feel like I've seen... It's, it's unignorable the way it ends. Yeah, I, I, feel, uh, it, I feel like I've seen a play. Uh, the first, I feel like I've seen the first act of a play and I'm currently in the interval. And someone says, what do you think of the sure. play? And I'm like, I really can't give you an opinion, which is so strange because I yeah. sat in there for nearly three hours. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the third act is increasingly full of just teaser shots for the next film. Mm. And I found that so bizarre for a film that sets up to, to be sort of a new, a new franchise and it wants to get itself away from like the, you know, the MCU type of, we're going to tag this onto the next film. We're going to tag this on. The whole third act just felt like, oh, like as we talked about, this isn't really a spoiler. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Zendaya isn't really in this film. Her whole presence is, I'm in the next film. She's in every other scene. She like links every scene, yeah. doing lots of shallow depth of field, blurry, wispy hair, yeah. focus pulse in the desert with the bright blue eyes. Yeah. I, I, I sort of called on that she would turn up at the end and go, hi, it begins. Yeah. That would be, that's not a spoiler. Well, it's that's just part yeah. of the novel. And I think that really the climax of this film is halfway through in a, a really brilliant sequence. When I mentioned in that clip, there is, there's the scenes of, uh, you know, confrontation, conflict and attack. There was some really striking stuff there. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of shrinks and it becomes very bitty. And so, for example, Stellan Skarsgård, I loved in it. Oh, and he yeah. really plays this really grotesque, interesting character. They keep sort of, sort of job of the heart meets. Yeah, meets Fat Bastard fat from Austin, Bastard. Pa- Austin <laughs> Powers. And, exactly and they, there's a scene where he has, and they kept cutting away with it to another scene, cutting back. And I thought, just give me this now. Stop cutting and teasing ahead. So, uh, but I, I also respect the film, and I don't want to be like churlish to say, Oh well, it, you know you've gone to all that trouble and you haven't satisfied me for that that bit there. I I do like it. I I I am impressed by it. I just wish it could function more as a film on its own instead of being. I mean, someone said to me that they didn't have a green light for part two no, until recently. That's only that just astounds been confirmed. me, and that actually like worries last me. Week that got confirmed, but that worries me that they had this film in the can potentially to exist on its own. Yeah. And I thought that's, for me, the way that film is constructed, there's no way that film is no. ever going to work on its own. They were just gambling and saying- I think that must be a byproduct of not knowing if the appetite for the big screen experience was back and mm. whether or not people will take to Dune. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Give me, give me your thoughts though. Yeah, it's interesting what, picking up on what you said in that, in your raw thoughts, where you said it felt like a slightly unbalanced experience mm. where you felt like it was a bit front, front heavy. Because coming in to see- a film called June with mm. the kind of marketing it has and the cast it has and the premise, I kind of have to go, right, you need to, I really want to be told what are the rules of this universe? What are the, what is the law? What is the politics? What is all of that? And I actually think it does a really good job of setting that up and it, it has a good way of not mm. doing too much voiceover. There's a little bit in the beginning and the rest mm. of it is all done by, you know, characters and scenes and intention. And you can tell the bad people are in the evil place mm. and the good people are there. But uh, uh, picking up on what you've said about feeling like it is one half of a story. Mm. Coming out of that, I had my raw impressions where I was like, this was brilliant and it was beautiful and it was mm. a, a stunning movie to watch and kept, kept my eyes were wide open. I was like, what is this about? What is this really about? Mm. And I almost have not been able to, I, I don't now want to over-intellectualize what I think Dune is about yeah. because I think it's, it, I'm halfway through. Yeah. So I want to go, what is the story? But... I need mm. to see how this ends. I need to see where the root of the characters are. Mm. You can very easily point to the the, the clearly the clearly obvious tropes of 
colonialism, yep. power, or like you know, people taking land from yeah. people who own it, and and them being more part of the environment than, and, than they're and not. And also that idea of the young person having a calling, you know, coming of age, uh, you know, fulfilling told, your destiny. Being yeah. told that they're special, <laughs> and which is the like of the, universe, the basic yeah. premise of Harry Potter, Star Luke Wars, Skywalk, The Hobbit, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Someone turns up one day, a magic wizard says, "You're actually." Well, it's Hagrid, Gandalf, yeah. or any of them says, "You're actually special. Yeah. And your whole life has been leading to this." Yeah. It's like every nerd's fantasy. Um, but yeah, so I almost have been like thinking, what do I think? What do I think? What do I think about it? What's it about? And I don't have much of an answer because I've only been given part of the story. But and that, I, I echo a lot of your sentiment. And there. I think that's a failing, really. Because we will, you and I will go see part two because we love film. Yeah, right? I'm curious. But I would like to have been... I would have liked for them not to have taken that for granted so much. I would have liked for them to have earned my yeah. appreciation because we're not going to get that second part for another, what, two years? Yeah, probably. So, so oh, they've got to shoot it. They didn't shoot... The, the, I know, the, so that's a long time to three, wait for something. Three, you know, how skin deep is that appreciation for that mm. film gonna gonna you last? Know, just thinking about Denis Villeneuve's other films. If you think about Blade Runner twenty four tonight, twenty forty nine, which I really really mm. liked, and I thought it did a fantastic job of picking up yeah. where Blade Runner left off. There's some incredible scenes in that movie, and it does a really good job mm. of not over explaining to you exactly what every character's thinking yeah. at that exact time. Yeah. You get to like the two third point in that film, building to this culmination when Kane and Deckard finally meet. Mm. And you have this amazing scene where not very much is set, mm. but you can, you can really tell that each actor yeah. is deeply staring into the other one, trying yeah. to figure out who they are, what they think, whether or not they're real, whether or not what's going on is happening. And that is why that scene is so intense. Mm. It's not because it relies on the dialogue. It relies on those little catching moments between two characters. Mm. And I sort of did see some of that in Dune. I, I liked that it wasn't overly throwing in your face why someone is important. You had some really good interactions between the actors. I thought Oscar Isaac did a really good job mm. of having those knowing looks. I yeah. thought Rebecca Ferguson with Timothy Chalamet had some really good yeah. moments of locked tension. They, they, they have this way of communicating in June where they have this almost like a, a sort of sign language where they could, with the flick of a wrist and the movement of a finger, can convey really quick mm. point, uh, moments of information. I thought that's quite a cool way to not just mm. throw loads of dialogue. Because you come into something like June with yeah. rules and planets and, and spice and you're yeah. like, how, how wordy is this going to get? Mm. And I think I see that that, that Denevil nerve style of show don't tell, which I like. Yeah. But again, where does that lead? What's the arc? They did it. They did even in Lord of the Rings. You usually had a, a third. You had a really, you had a really clear third act for yeah. all of them. But then just trickled out. Yeah, I mean, like this you know, didn't have a third you, act. let's say this is like the Fellowship of the Ring. You you still have that final climax, Boromir yes. and stuff. And then, I yeah, mean, yeah, a I, huge I, another example there. is I think. You know, <laughs> I, I, again, it feels almost mean to, to call it back to the thing it's trying to break away from. But let's take The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. That was the, the beginning of a new story. Now, regardless of where that trilogy went. But yeah. when that film ended, that had a satisfying conclusion. But you were like, yeah. oh, my God, where is this story going to go? I'm yeah. so excited for all the directions this can be. For me, for this, for June, I'm thinking, well, I guess you're going to wait, I'm gonna have to wait for you to tell me. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Um, like what was the what what was the rising tension that involved in a in a, in a confrontation at the end that meant something? Mm. There was a slight I don't I don't want to spoil it, but there's some sort of alteration at the end. But I didn't really have much context for why that mattered, yeah. and I wasn't really on the edge of my seat, wondering what what was going to happen. The the, 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 yeah. the, the the show stealers were the the sandworms. The, the third the, oh. But you're a whole other chap. No, no, but, but the the third act almost feels like part of the next film. That's my point. That's why yeah. it's yes. It feels like I, the beginning I said of in the that clip film. that it felt like the first three episodes of a series, and that's why I I, I still mm. feel that it's like I've seen episodes. I've seen something which hasn't got an ending. I've 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 got the characters and I've built the world, but I've just someone's hit pause. And yeah. I mean, look, you talked about just to go back to Denis Villeneuve. 
This might be the sorry, this might be the best tactic to get two cinema tickets out of an audience. You <laughs> yeah. just go, well, you've got to see the other bit yeah. to see how it it's goes. It's like the unlockable content for like video yeah. games. It's like, well, don't, yeah. well, to unlock the rest of the story, you're yeah. going to have to come back in two years. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that, you know, Denis Villeneuve is a really visual filmmaker and mm. visually strike, and, you know, visually this is an absolute feast and the sandworms. And, you know, there were great moments in it that, that really, you know, hook you in and it's yeah. very bravoure like it's that. It's fantastic, like about a third of the way in. Uh, sequence which I was like oh my god yeah. let's go let's go I think um, there is a thing with Denis Villeneuve about what I guess I'm going to call tonal oppression and I found this a little bit with 2049 right um, which is he is the the, the tone he creates um, in Dune is so oppressive and somber and dour that on the one hand it's very skillful I'm thinking wow this is I'm fully, you know, I get what this this guy is saying. It's a very clear message of the world that we're in. It's world-class presentation. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless. But that's like that for two hours 30. And I have to say, there are some times I thought, I wouldn't have minded a bit of nuance. I wouldn't have minded a little bit of fun. I wouldn't have. I. I. I'm not. That's what, that's I'm not what looking. Jason Momoa was there for. I know. I'm not looking for. I'm not yeah. looking for Marvel quips. I'm just looking for slight emotional nuance. Humanity, maybe. Yeah, because do I really feel like I connected with any of those characters? Mm. No, because they were all oppressed and dour, like the setting was. Everything was. Everything. It makes quite a big point to tell you you are far from home. Yeah, every character is there to establish the mood, and I. And I just wish I'd had a bit more stickability, particularly because the film doesn't narratively satisfy yeah. me. A bit more stickability with the emotion, the 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 the, the fun of the film. So, yeah, I think looking at Denis Villeneuve's last few films, and I actually think he's he's up to the ante with yeah. with a lot of them. And he's got bigger and bigger. I do put him, and I know this isn't an interesting thing to say, and a lot of people have made the comparison in the same category as Christopher Nolan, mm. where it's storytelling on the biggest scale, yeah. but it, they're very much part of that idea that just because it's a big blockbuster it doesn't mean it has to be dumb mm. um, and I, I think about when i first saw arrival i was like I, I went in with literally no idea i knew it was based on a short novel but i had no idea what to yeah. expect and there was so much more for me to mm. chew on and analyze when i came out of that film mm. than, than before and i was like this is incredible who is this guy mm. i actually had seen prisoners but i didn't sort of connect the two and then coming yeah from blade runner and and you know the the pedigree i was like mm. this is easily his biggest project his biggest task mm. and yeah it, i think i think we can sit here and be critical and go that's half a story it didn't feel like a cohesive whole i wonder if he absolutely knows that and he knows yeah. he's making two films and, and maybe maybe in three yeah. years time we'll sit down and we'll go oh god what a five-hour yeah. experience if yeah. you if you back to back these and I, I do still despite my hesitance of seeing half the story have trust that i think yeah. it can be something really special like i like i said to you at the beginning i really did feel his strong hand on the whole thing he had you know a strong grasp of this is what I want to tell you. Yeah. It is so different from what you're familiar with. It's not lazy or no. slapdash with, no. it, with its intentions. Focus, stay with me. I can't yes. fit it all into this film, but come back. And and, and, I, and I do respect that. And, you know, yeah, it, 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 he probably knows that he can't fulfill every need. And you know what? I, you know, I'm not saying that I needed those characters to be um, oozing warmth and laughter, but no, I think you're right. I think we're both on the same page, which is yeah. that we have slight... Uh, not even grumblings, but just reservations here and there, cu you know, curious thoughts. But on the whole, we're on board. We we just wish we could have 
the second half sooner. Yeah. yeah, more of the pie. And how many times have we, like, you know, we've been given something really different. Mm. Again, don't know what the rest of it's going to look like. But how many times have you and I sat here speaking about how we think the, the temple, template for Marvel has become a little bit too mm. similar? And even going into the film, we can start to see the matrix of what they're trying to do. Yeah. And we can kind of tell where it's going every single time. Mm. And it does descend into the same third act. Yeah. I'm kind of going to give June a little bit of slack for not feeling like it needs to artificially conjure up some fake confrontation if it doesn't exist. You're right. Uh, I think you're right. When we get to the end of this thing, we might look back and go, oh, that was the best thing they could have done. Yeah. Because we don't know what's coming next. No. We've not read it. We don't, I don't even know what's going to happen in the end. I think, I think the way, just one last, you know, when you said about the, his visual thing, the way that Denis Villeneuve shoots machinery mm. and like... Architecture and like, too. Yeah, and just like the... the, the urban environment the 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 the, uh, the physicality of it sort of the tactility of it mm. yeah and, and and that and that point i said in the film when i said i think it's like trying to build a new visual mythology now i don't really know what that sentence means <laughs> but it sounds correct because what i mean when i was watching it i was like this the images and the settings and the design of this i mean we've all seen science fiction films before but this was very unique to this story and yeah. i'm really appreciating it i've not seen anything like that before it reminded me of like when uh, it must have been like when people watched Alien for the first time and yeah. they were like, oh, this isn't Star Wars. This is very specific yeah. to it. And Blade Runner as well. Sure. It's like, you've given me a clear vision here. So, I mean, like Blade Runner, how, how many people have based their interpretation of science fiction oh. off what Blade Runner said? Like even Star Wars yeah. with Coruscant went to copy what Blade Runner yeah. did with the mega city. But yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe that Dune could easily be a footprint for what lots of other people and writers base their science fiction off of. So I'm going to hand over now to George and James in, in two, three years, <laughs> three years' time. So over to you guys. Yeah. Let us know what you think. What do you think we look like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We look like Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> if we keep eating the way we do now, we're going to look like Stellan Skarsgård in June. George? Yeah? Today's game okay. is really, really simple. Does that mean dumb? Does that mean it's really, really dumb? Yeah, you'll, you'll let me know. Okay. I'm thinking of a film. You have 20 questions. <laughs> you may begin. Okay. I've, by the way, so I've got the film's Wikipedia page, just in case you start asking me some very gritty oh. date stuff. Oh, no, or, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'll keep track of the questions. Yeah. You know, see if you can get to it before George does, or if he doesn't get to it at all. Okay. When you're ready. Was this film uh, released in the 20th century? No. Was this film released in the last decade? No. <laughs> Was this film released in the noughties? Yes. That's three questions in. It's a noughties Was this film... film. Mm. Um, hmm. Was this film uh, a superhero film? No. Was this film directed by a man? Uh, let me have a look. It was. I mean, they're all men, aren't they? Sadly. Yes, it was directed by a man. What a waste of a question. Yeah, Naughties. obviously. Like, who, sadly. Okay. Although, if you struck gold and it was a woman, you'd be really onto something. <laughs> That's five questions in. Okay, I've got my ear out. Okay. Um, is this film a man. film that I'm aware that you love? I yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's actually a really good question from George. Uh, I don't. It, yeah, it's like. I don't know if you know I love it, but we have talked about it before. Have we talked about it on this show? No. Okay. I'm going to say seven no. questions. 
Okay. Um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so George knows that this is a film that came out in the noughties. It's directed by a man. Did this film win any Academy Awards? I'm going to say no, but I will check. Uh, it you, did you, not you win mainstream Academy Awards, no. Okay. Not win what we would call like, you know, Oscars. Yes. Yeah. There's lots of films win awards, but yeah. Yeah, I've got to have the Wikipedia page open for this. That's eight questions. Has the director of this film made another film in the past three years? I'd have to check. That's probably a really good thing. Uh, oh, okay. So I didn't know that this person died. In the last three years, they, <laughs> they, they have made a film in the last three years. Just, just. I, I wouldn't have known that that was there. How many questions am I at? You have done nine questions. Is this film live action or animation? Uh, it's a yes or no question. Is this film live action? Yes. Okay. It's 10 questions. A live action film with... A, so, okay, I'm going to just say where my thoughts are right yeah. now because yeah. your, your reaction to the director makes me feel like this director like crashed and burned, perhaps, um, with their career. I had to Google if they'd done films, other films. That's the, that's the thing. I didn't know. So I couldn't this have told, is, this I couldn't is have told their, you what other films they'd done. But this is their... What, okay. Uh, not necessarily. I was surprised. I just don't think I knew the director of this movie. Okay, they're not the star of this show. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Is this is this film uh, an? I'm trying to think in genre. Yeah. Is this film an action film? Sort of. I can't really say no. I can't really Short say yes. Off. I'm gonna say yes. Um, I, is this an English language film? Yes. That's I mean, 12 I probably questions. could introduce that. Oh God. Okay. Again, I think that's a waste of a question. Well. Thanks. Um, like <laughs> yeah, but I had to be sure because you could be like, actually, it's this uh, Puerto Rican film yeah. that. Uh, okay. Um, okay. 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 So it's a film uh, directed by a man from <laughs> the noughties. Great. <laughs> He's made a film, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, oh, George just gave me a really like light bulb moment. Look. I think, gonna go okay, I'm going to go for a guess. Yep, okay. I'm going to go for a guess for a film that came out in the noughties. Yep. That is not really an action film, but is kind of like in the genre, in that yeah. area. By a director, this film has a director who I don't know, and therefore I wouldn't okay. be surprised if he never made any you know, big films afterwards. Yeah. It's a film that I know that James has mentioned in the past that he really enjoys, <laughs> even though it might not be that good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a guess. I think, is this film National Treasure? Yes! Oh yes! my God, you got it! <laughs> You got that National way treasure. sooner, considering the amount of things you knew about it. Well done. Thank you. Like, you. Who directed National Treasure, who, right? Well, who was it? Oh, it was a guy called, um, where was it? John Turtletub, who <laughs> most recently had, in 2018, did The Meg. So oh. you were like, so I'll show you his other films he's done. He has done 
Cool Runnings, which I think is brilliant. While You Were Sleeping, 95. Haven't seen that. Phenomenon, 96. No. That's a John Travolta movie. Uh, Instinct, 99. Disney's The Kid, 2000. No. National Treasure, 2004. Clearly his best movie. Did he do? The sequel, Book of Secrets. Um, and then The Sorcerer's Apprentice in 2010, another Nicolas Cage film. Oh, God. Okay, right. So, so I, 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 I'm thrilled. I, I think you did. Considering the information you, you didn't have, I thought as a guess. So why national? Really give me, tell me why you like National Treasure then. I love Just National a, Treasure. I'm going to say it's, it's a 2007 film with Nicolas Disney Cage. Film, action adventure. You know, it's basically a sub Indiana thing where he has to. Yeah. I mean, explain the plot. I've never seen it's, it. It's an American history um, treasure hunting movie where Nicolas Cage is part of this lineage of, of great American adventurers and, and people. So the history is in his family, and he goes looking after this national treasure that is like this long lost thing. And it stars Diane Kruger and Justin Bartha. <laughs> right. And um, it and, and uh, what's his name, Jim. John Voight. Okay. Yeah, as the dad. And they go on this adventure, and it's all about going from clue to clue. They go to all the great American monuments, and they look at the bell and find all these things. They, and there's always this moment. Well, I say always. There's two films. They, there's a fantastic heist sequence, and there's a point where Nicolas Cage takes a deep breath, and he goes... I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and then all the characters around and go, what? You can't steal it? And then like for the next half an hour, you get some of the best heist, I think, put to screen ever. Oh, really? really oh, good. really? Yeah. And then the second one, he kidnaps the president of the United States and he goes, I'm kidnapping the president of the United States. And the family gets involved. <laughs> right. And then obviously you go deep underground and, you know, they never think they can find the treasure and they do. But it was one of those things wow. where in the noughties, if it was on TV, you bet I was watching it, whether it, whether it was the last half yeah. an hour or it was just coming on. And I would enjoy myself every single time. Would you say that's your plane movie? Great plane movie. It's, yeah. it's a plane movie that now I'd be like, sod all the new ones i quite like to just watch national treasure on this plane because i could watch that on a horrible little back of seat yeah. screen and go yeah, yeah national treasure. the one that right. like goes static when the captain has to speak yeah. it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my impression of spanish i don't speak spanish um, you know when they do it in english and you're like oh and then uh, they stop and you think you're getting back to their movie and, and then, then they go like, the yeah. spanish version yeah, yeah yeah oh my god okay great well okay do i have to give you another one yeah or? so i was saying if you had a movie in mind, oh, yeah, okay. throw one at me and I'll give it a go. Now I know what the stakes are. I'm yes, going to change the movie in my I'm going to make okay. it harder. Gotcha. Because uh, we know Do you want to get the Wikipedia page up just in case I ask some specific questions you might not know? No, I yeah, think I, I'm going to rely on so, my own. So you my know own. the movie well? Okay. Spoiler. Okay. Um, you ready? Uh, I'm going to, yeah. Did this film release before January 1st, 2000? No. So it's it's fun. Is was this film? Did this film come out in the twenty tens? Yes. Um, is this a film you think I know well? Um, I think you know it. You counting the questions? What? You counting the questions? Uh, that's have twenty of them. Three, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think I know it well? Hang on, just go over that. You said twentieth century. Twenty um, tens. Uh, yeah. And uh, is this a film I think you know well? Yeah. I mean, uh, sort of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, enough. Uh, okay. Not no, basically. Is this... Is this an action film? No. Is this a romance film? Yes. Okay, so romance film in the 2010s. Um, okay. Does... Romance 2010s. Okay. Does it, does this film 
did this uh, romance? Did romance? I should ask about awards. Did this? Is this film get nominated or win Academy Awards? Yeah. Yes. It did. Okay, but I won't say which one. I won't say. Yeah. I won't say if it was nominated or won. Yep. 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 Um, okay. Does this film? Is it set in the United States? Yes. Does this is this film musical? Yes. Um, is this film La La Land? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think that's about nine questions Ooh, you had there. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. I actually good, good. stopped counting because I knew you were on on to me, and I was just like, ah. I think I got it. Okay. 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 There you go. I'll give you a harder one next time. Yeah. Okay. Do you want one more? Let's do one more. One more. Let's do you. Yeah. Let's do Sh- one more. Should I give one to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one more. Okay. One more. Let me get my page up because you, you can ask me some questions. Um, right, you can start. Uh, did this film come out this century? No. <laughs> did this yeah. film come out in the 90s? No. Did it come out in the 80s? Yes, that's uh, three questions. Three questions. Um, <clears throat> is this film... I'm still really impressed with National uh, Treasure. Thank you. <laughs> is this film um, uh, part of a franchise... Yes. Is the franchise for all intents and purposes still going? Like has that has a film related to that film been released in the past five years? No. Hmm. Good question though. Is this film about time travel? Yes. Is this film Back to the Future? Yes. God, that was <laughs> seven. seven questions. You I win. win. You suck. Wow. Okay, so we need to get more niche. Because I just, thought, I just thought, okay, if you go to yeah. the 80s and it's part of a franchise, okay, that narrows it down. But I'm if shocked just... they've not brought that back considering they're... It's on the stage. Back. Oh, right, yeah. yeah Sorry, it is on the stage, you're <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's on stage <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, okay. Of course it is. Okay, yeah. so um, I think, so I got seven. That, no, seven. seven, you got you're... nine before that and I got yeah, one before 13. that. Even though 13, Team was more numbers. I think with National Treasure, I kind of win. I, I think mean, the, the, the guess of National Treasure was. I was will. Really good. I'm going to find some obscure films yeah. uh, that you may have heard of, so it's fair. But I'm going to. Did gonna you get soon. them before us? Yeah. Let us oh, know. Yeah. Let us know. Great. Well, there you go. Hmm. What was the last one? Back to the Future. Are you a Back to the Future fan? I don't mind it. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I know some people really love it. And I'm like, I, I have a passable time, but I can't. I can't say like it really like. Really sets me alight. It's a bit like I have with Ghostbusters. I, I, yeah. I actually, I'm even less favourable to Ghostbusters. I, I'd say I'd, I'd put Back to the Future above Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I agree. There's more. There's more layers in Back to the Future about like, oh, you know, he just wants to. He wants to be a rich kid, and and like I watched the, the, back, the also sorry, Back to the Future yeah. is so weird as a film. Like yeah, the concept, and you think about it, but the fact that it runs so normally and is so beloved, I think, is quite wonderful. I remember watching the first one, and I was like, oh my god, maybe this is like my favourite series of films that films ever. And then I watched two and three. This like as a kid, and I was mm. like, yeah. I haven't seen the other two and three. Oh yeah, you didn't. Back to the Future. I when I got my first paycheck <laughs> or payslip, as we should say, because when yeah, the UK. Uh, when I was sixteen, when I first started working my proper job at a supermarket, yeah. I Waitrose. I went. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, sponsor us, maybe. Yeah. Um, they. I went, and the, the first thing I bought was the twenty fifth anniversary box set of Back to the Future because yeah. it happened to be out, and I was reading Empire <laughs> magazine at the time, and I just got sucked, and I'd never seen any of them, so I was like, "Great!" And Were you just I, panicking? Like, I have money. What should I spend it <laughs> yeah, on? Basically, What's my first. And I have that. Still have that box set, and I still haven't seen the other two <laughs> films because <laughs> I watched. I watched the first. The first one. And I was like, that is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. How much, how much did the box set go for? In 2010? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is that in Back to the Future, he sets the clock at 1.4 2010. And I was like, that's the year 
I'm in right now. Oh. I went through a phase young where I was like, I'm going to be that Blu-ray guy. I'm going to start like collecting mm. my my list of Blu-rays. I'm going to have a shelf with all my favorite. Yeah, sure. It's expensive. <laughs> it's really expensive. Yeah, like yeah. It was, I did that at the same time, tragically, that you could just start buying everything digitally. And yeah. you know, why did I want to load stuff into my Blu-ray player when you could just get it on Apple, yeah. everything else? It's mm. very sad. Yeah, I've recently been suckered into the Criterion Collection, which is like, yeah. uh, and not to name check a specific brand, but you know, it's like art house films presented on Blu-ray with lots of special features yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, I agree, it's like it's like collecting vinyl. It's just yeah. like after a while, like, oh, I'm, I'm bankrupt. Yeah, mm. you need a thing that has discs in it to play it. Yeah, you so, know, we we grew up in the age where it was the it was the transformation from digital, sorry, from physical to digital. Yeah. Like, do you remember we spent a lot of our time ripping CDs onto iPods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were in that phase yeah. where we didn't, we had the physical, but it yeah. was all about putting it on the digital. That's like what, what yeah, we Yeah, that's what we know. We, we have one foot in the physical world. A really nice way to spend world. like a, a school night would be to like, you know, making playlists on iTunes, ripping yeah. stuff, putting it into it, just taking software. And everything. then when that age Kids was over, that it was on going onto YouTube and ripping the MP3 from, yes, the, from the, YouTube the music to MP3, video. Yeah. Just one thing back to the film a second. Yeah. Just on talking about Ghostbusters. I've said this to you a couple of times when we've been in the cinema and we've seen the trailer, yeah. but... Who the hell is Ghostbusters Afterlife for? We've had this. We've got no idea. This is the third Ghostbusters film that's coming out. It's got Paul Rudd in it. It's and the fourth. It's the fourth if you count the reboot, the failed reboot in 2016. Well, no, Ghostbusters 1, 2, 16. This one, that's four. Yeah. You said it's the third Ghostbusters film. Yeah, but but the fourth, oh, the third, the third ca- what the third canonical, the right. third canon uh, yeah, Ghostbusters yeah, film. If you get me right. Oh, I see. Right. Yes, okay. But yeah, anyway, yeah. and so. um, I, every time I see that, I just think I'm like, who in this day and age is 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 excited about Ghostbusters? Because they, like, they did the trailer. That film they, came out. That it, film came out thirty five. Uh, over 35 years ago. And I'm sure there's some people who love it, but I don't I don't anecdotally hear, as someone who talks about films quite a lot, mm. people talking about, oh, but do you remember Ghostbusters and how good it was? Mm. No. I don't, I don't hear it. But they, they cut that, uh, it's for Ghostbusters Afterlife, they cut the trailer beat for beat the exact same as they did the Force Awakens trailer mm, to the point where they use the same font. And I'm like, I can see what you, you've gone to the school of let's play on the nostalgia and, and mm. add little hints of what was before. Yeah. And I was just, I could, I was watching the trailer and I could just hear in my head like Han Solo's voice of like, this is the <laughs> Jedi. It's true, all of it. But that's why I find strange because the, the, the trailer for, if they're going to do that in mean, a Ghostbusters trailer, you're drawing on a lot of nostalgia. But I'm like, who is nostalgic for Ghostbusters? Yeah. You had one good, no one says any good things about Ghostbusters too. No. So you're talking for a film that's over 35 years old. One good thing. You draw it, I mean, okay, it's kind of iconic, but there's a pretty good Xbox 360 game that came out in 2008. Other than that, it's been dormant. <laughs>